Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's it going, everybody? I'll tell you what, here in um, Seattle, we're supposed to have 60 degrees today. That's a big deal. I'm freaking so excited right now. Hence the green dress. It's also St. Patrick's Day. So thank you, Carol, for uh, wearing your green as well. Katya, is that green or is that blue you got on? It's blue. I don't think that I have anything green, but my uh, color brand is green. So So, um, anyway, so we're going to talk today about stress because let's be real because we don't talk, we don't talk about this kind of stuff very often. I don't ever talk about it. I like to paint the picture that I've got it all, I've got all my shit together, but I don't, I don't. Like, I'm just like everybody else. I got stress in my life. I got deals that like feel like sometimes I'm like, did I just waste all my time? Am I really going to make any money after all this work? Am I really, is it, is it really going to close? You know, does anyone actually care as much as I do? I mean, like this business is stressful. Would you all agree with me on that? There is like, there's literally like no other industry that I can that I can think about there except for maybe being a wealth manager. Maybe being a wealth manager might be up there too. But um I don't I can't think of many other industries. Well okay maybe an attorney. Okay. I'd like there's a few. There's a few other industries out there. But when you're working with someone's largest financial asset, you know, when you're working with someone's livelihood, like there's a lot of personal pressure on there, whether or not, you know, you have a really strong EQ or a really high EQ, I guess is the right word for that or not. You know, it this, this is still pretty, it's a stressful thing. I mean, I have two deals right now where uh, representing the buyer and both of the sellers on the other end are just still in this mindset that it's a seller's market and that they should control the market. And, you know, they're wanting to sell houses that aren't in top dollar and they want to get top dollar for it. And they're just dragging their feet and like everything is hard. And it's like, are we actually going to close? And then on the other side, I've got the sell my buyer, my client, who obviously is the biggest concern to me, my client who is stressed out about, you know, having to bring in 20% down on a $600,000 purchase. That's $120,000 cash she's got to come up with it, which she already had, right? But like, it's just the, this, there's like so much stress. And then, you know, I have a couple other sellers right now who their houses didn't sell right away. So we had to like reshift our marketing effort. And, you know, I'm like playing the go between, between my con, between the contractor and the seller and trying to mediate the conversations. And that's not really, that's, <laughs> I'm doing that for free. I'm acting as a mediator for free, essentially, right? Because my job is to market and sell a property, not to mediate conversations between a contractor and a seller. But that's really what we do. Like that's part of our job, right? So I want to talk a little bit about like stress management, just because, you know, I don't, I'm not the master of stress management. I have, I have, I do a pretty good job at letting my body tell me when I'm stressed out. My mind doesn't ever really tell me I'm stressed out as, as quickly as my body does. I don't know about you guys. Do you guys, can you, are you, are you, is anyone here like as in tune with your body as you are with your mind? Okay. I, I'm really, really in tune with my body. Super in tune. So I know like when they're, when my body is like right now, 
three weeks ago, I was sitting on my couch and I'm like leaning my head back. And all of a sudden my neck twinged on me and I couldn't move my neck for about a week. I'm walking around like this and I'm like, okay, my body's telling me something. My body is telling me, slow the fuck down, Linnea, <laughs> slow down. That's what my body's telling me. My head doesn't actually, it doesn't, my, my head catches up to it. Like literally a week later, my head caught up to it because my head all of a sudden was like, oh my God, this client, I can't do this. And like all of a sudden my head catches up to me, but my body told me a week before to get it under control. So I want to talk about like stress and like how important it is that we take care of ourselves because the reality is like there we're it's never going to go away. This job is never going to get this this career field is never going to get less stressful. In fact, it's going to be more stressful over the next coming year, the next year or two, because we're we're shifting into what's a completely different market for most for most for a lot of people who actually worked in the industry, right? But also for a lot of clients. Yeah, your downsizers, your upsizers, all the people, the first time buyers are shifting into a new market. And it's stressful because you have the media telling you something, you have like, you have, you know, your stats telling you something, you have hyper local market, global markets, national markets, you have all these things. And then we're never going to get over it. Is anybody, is everybody like, uh, is everybody on, on the same page? You all agree with me on that? Okay, good. Because thank you. <laughs> because I, I just, it's, it's like one of those things that I, we, we've got to talk about it a little bit more because the more we try to hold it in, you know, the more we like, don't share, like share with other people, share with each other. And don't, and we don't talk about it, you know, that causes even more stress by the way. So a couple of things. So, um, when it comes to stress management, I have three tips that I think are what have really helped me. Three tips that have really, really helped me to manage my stress and keep it at bay <laughs> as much as I can. Let me just preface that as much as I can. So I'm going to share those tips with you. And I would love if you have any insight or anything, you have anything you want to add on to this. Like, you know, this call, this call is just a, it's an open conversation. So please feel free to jump on in. Okay. So my first tip for stress management is be really in tune with what you put in your body. Be in tune with what you eat, what you drink, what you choose to partake in for extracurricular activities, if that's your thing. Be super in tune with what you put in your head. Be super in tune with everything that you put in your body. It is proven that caffeine stress can, can actually accelerate stress. So if you're the type of person, I drink, I drink a cup of coffee every morning. Yes, that's all I drink. I don't drink any more than that. It's just one cup of coffee every day for the last 10 years. I drink black coffee, by the way, if anyone ever wants to know. I don't like anything else. I just like a good old black coffee. It's great. My husband got me into that. Anyway, um, but it is proven that caffeine will accelerate stress. So if you're a person who drinks a lot of coffee may, and you're highly stressed out, maybe reduce the caffeine intake. It's proven. That's why I say I do one cup of coffee a day because I know that's all I need. If I have any more than that, I don't even actually need it. I just like the taste of coffee. So I could probably switch to decaf and it probably wouldn't affect me either way. But also the other thing about too much caffeine intake is that your body crashes real fast. So you don't have time to properly recover. So it's like the, the, like too much caffeine is going to increase accelerate your stress but also decrease your recovery 
So you're kind of at an imbalance here, right? So we don't want to do that. I mean, you want to have a balance. What you put in must come out. So my first tip. Let's go to that. The other thing is, um, <laughs> I know I'm going to need a lot, of, a lot of pushback on this. Alcohol. So I uh, eliminated alcohol out of my diet completely. Uh, and it's not that I was an alcoholic, you guys. I just would have a glass of wine on the weekend. I've never been a huge drinker unless I was actually going out to drink would be the only time I'd really drink. Um, but I've eliminated alcohol completely. And I will tell you that since I've done that, I don't drink wine. I don't drink cocktails. I don't drink. I hate beer. Disgusting. Like I don't drink alcohol. And part of that is a, because it allows me to stay more focused when I'm more focused, I can alleviate my stress. And B is that it allows me to sleep better. Therefore I have better recovery. And what happens with better recovery? You alleviate your stress. So those are two things that I have done in my life that have really, really helped that stress level. Alcohol and, and caffeine is super limited on caffeine. Okay, tip number two is make sure that you allow your body proper recovery. <laughs> we just talked, we kind of tied that into tip number one. Allow your body proper recovery. Do not work seven days a week. Stop. If you're, do, if you're working seven days a week, stop. If you're out like seeing clients seven days a week, stop. I see clients four days a week. That's it. That's it. They don't get access to me seven days a week. And some of those days, I will tell you, like some of those days, my team doesn't even get access to me. Some days, my team gets access to me for 15 minutes and that's it. No one else has access to me because I need that recovery. My brain needs the recovery. My recovery for my brain is... You guys know I got a lot of thoughts going on up in here. And a lot of times I just have to get them out on paper because if I can get them out on paper, I can become organized. I can get a plan in place. That's great. To me, that is recovery. Because what happens is if I keep going and I'm busy, busy, busy helping other people all the time and not giving myself my time, those thoughts just continue to like pound up in here. And then what happens? Stress. No recovery. On the topic of recovery, allow yourself a proper amount of sleep. I have had people tell me that everybody needs eight hours of sleep. That is not true. That is not true. Everybody's body is designed differently. I personally function better off six hours of sleep. If I sleep more than six hours, I, I will tell you I'm dead to the world. I'm literally like all day long. Like Steven, he's like, Why? what's wrong with you? I'm like, I slept too long. No, you, you just, needed, your body needed it. No, my body didn't need it. My body needed to get up because now I slept too long. So now my body's trying to figure out how to recuperate and how to adjust to that sleep, that too much sleep that I got. So know what your body needs for sleep. There's no, I mean, people say six to eight to seven hours. I've heard, I've heard uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Burchard says in his book, High Performance Habits, that he believes it's seven hours of sleep. But, you know, everybody's different. That's, you can't, you can't generalize every single person in the world. With one, with one fact, <laughs> you can't do that. I'm not you. You're not me. You know, some people need a lot more sleep than I do. Some people don't. So tip number one, be careful what you put in. Tip number two, allow yourself recovery. And tip number three, pick up an exercise practice. I don't care if your practice is walking 10 minutes a day. If you don't have any exercise practice right now, pick up an exercise practice. My personal favorite exercise practice is weightlifting. I love to lift really heavy. I love to lift like, I love to like power, 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 power. Because I'll tell you what, that's like energy. Yeah. And it like, it like gets it out, but it also brings it in. So pick up an exercise practice. 
I would love to hear from someone else. What is your like, if you have an exercise practice, I would love to hear what it is. See, mine is just, I can really only relate to weightlifting and walking, but there's a lot of other types of exercise out there. So anybody else got other exercise tips and practices that they do? Hey, Linnea, I'll chime in because, you know, this is also my wheelhouse. Um, as a former trainer, um, actually, yes, I also believe in weightlifting, especially for women, um, because the older we get, I turned 50 last year and a um, couple things with that one, definitely notice losing elasticity in skin, losing muscle definition, all of that stuff. Also, I was like you and never needed more than six hours sleep. The last three months, it has been eight like clockwork. Yep. I didn't know where it came from. It was like, this is weird. So your body will shift as well. Um, but yoga and Pilates are my loves. Um, and they help with a lot of mental, it's almost like meditation at the same time as strength training. So I love uh, doing yoga and Pilates as my form of strength training. Um, in addition to, I don't, I don't weight lift as much anymore. Now I'm shifting more to yoga and Pilates and it's more gentle to the body. Um, also, when you talked about the mind body connection, um, when you learn this in yoga a lot, if you, we sit a lot, we all do just for making calls and doing all the things, unless you have stand up desks. Um, so our hips tend to get tight and also from driving a lot, showing properties and going to listings. Um, so hip tightness isn't just from all the things we do. It also is emotional. So if you have a lot of tightness in your hips, it is emotions that are stored there. Majority of our emotions are stored in your hips. So when you're stretching, if you actually mentally think about releasing all of that stress and the things that are going on in your heart and your mind and your body, um, you might notice yourself get emotional and need to let some things out. Feel free to lean into that and do so and watch what happens. Yeah, that's, that is, um, I will tell you the first time I ever really got into yoga because I used to do hot yoga and then I started getting lashes. So I can't do hot yoga anymore. <laughs> I don't want them to come off. <laughs> so, so now I just do regular yoga. Uh, I like once a week I do regular yoga, but, um, I'll tell you what there, when I first started doing, doing hot yoga, there were a couple times, like when I like really got into it, I was like, why am I crying right now? Why am I crying? And it's weird. I was just like, I feel like a total idiot. Cause I'm sitting here, but no one knows me. And I'm like, I got tears. I'm like, okay, don't, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. But it's true. It is true. There is like your body. Like if you look at reflexology, right. It's an ancient Chinese healing tactic. Um, and in reflexology, they talk specifically about how all of your emotions and all of your tensions are carried within certain pressure points, certain points throughout your body, hence acupuncture as a healing method. Right. Which also I love acupuncture, but the other thing I think you touched on Katrina is like, you know, your, your body will be you're different and what you need to do is going to shift. So what works for me now, you know, it doesn't, didn't work for me 20 years ago, right? What works for me now is might not work for me 20 years from now, but I will tell you that like your body shifts. So the longer you, the more in tune you can be with what your body is telling you, let your, like, have your, tell your head to listen to your body. Tell your head to listen to your body. You just got to like be in tune with it, which is actually why, which is actually part of like why I love strength, strength training so much and weightlifting so much is because you have to practice that mind to muscle connection. You have to practice really being in tune with what, what muscle is working, the functionality. So I love it. I love it for that reason. 
I was at the gym the other day and a friend of mine who was also an agent here, he was, he was talking about, what did he say? He said something about like, um, how he, how once he turned 30, his body completely, completely, completely changed. And I looked at him and I was like, wait until you turn 40. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, wait until you turn 40. And all of a sudden you sit on the couch and you turn your head the wrong way and your head just, your body's like, And, and he was like, you're 40. And I was like, no, I'm actually 43. I'll be 44 in a couple of months, but yes. And he was like, oh my gosh, which is another reason why having a regular exercise routine is important because it helps you feel younger, you guys. Like my dad tells me this all the time. My dad uh, turned 70 in literally almost two months from today, May 18th, he turns his 70th birthday. I'm like, how the hell did, if you're 70, that means I'm, I'm getting old too. <laughs> But uh, I asked my dad, I'm like, so how does it, I mean, what are you supposed to feel like at 70, dad? And he's like, what do you feel like at 40? I was like, like me? He said, that's it. I feel like me just with 30 years more experience on life. And so part of the reason I asked him, I said, well, how do you feel so, so young still? He was like, you know, I've just been, he's been very, he's always been an active person. Like he's just always been in tune with what he needs. He's always been in tune with his activity. And so that's why I'm a huge proponent for like picking up an exercise activity, pick up some sort of activity that you keeps your body moving. Cause you have one body, one body. You can, there's so much you can do. Like you don't like your face. You can change your face. You know what I mean? You you don't like something. You don't like the way your hair looks. You can cut your hair. You can fix your hair. You literally do not get another body. You have one. So the better you take care of it now, the better it's going to treat you as you get older. And that was something that I, that was one of my like, like mental, mental things that I picked up at a much younger age was like, you know, I got to stop doing, got to stop doing the things that I was doing in my twenties. That's not going to last me very long. I can't be 20 years old forever. I'll tell you what, I did not treat my body very well when I was in my twenties. Did it way better now. Lene, I wanted to chime in also on what you were saying as far as caffeine and alcohol. Um, In addition to that, sugar in our foods. Thank you. Majority of everything is inflammation. The majority of the diseases out there, everything are directly related to inflammation, which are directly related to sugar intake. You know, that sugar is what they say, like 50 times more addictive than cocaine, which is the most addictive drug on the market. Yep. It is highly addictive. And I can tell you, if I do a sugar detox, which I will do a sugar detox about twice a year, and then I have a piece of refined sugar, mind you, refined sugar. And I have, and I have like a piece of chocolate. I cannot stop. I'm like, all of a sudden my body's like, and I, I, my head has such a hard time thinking about what I need to do to replace that sugar craving that I have. But you are absolutely right about sugar. I will highly recommend this book. Young that, that just popped up on my, on my recommendations. <laughs> I was, I was looking at it like this morning. It's so good. I, I highly, I like Dr. Mark Hyman a lot, um, but I highly recommend Young Forever. It just came out um, last month and it's fantastic. And it, there's a section that directly discusses how our sugar intake affects our body for long-term health. Yes, agreed. Okay, so Sam is asking, what do you do to detoxify sugar? It's probably not gonna surprise you when I say you gotta do it one step at a time. 
You cannot just like eliminate like that. Like I don't believe elimination works completely. So when I detox from sugar, um, I will start with refined sugar. So refined sugar is like cookies, pastries. I don't really eat many of those anyways, but I do love chocolate chip cookies. I love chocolate chip cookies. They're like fruit juices. Fruit. I don't drink, I don't drink fruit juice. So that's not that hard, but um, it's the cookies for me, but like, so refined sugar. So I start with eliminating those and I start with telling myself, I'm just going to eliminate it for one day, one day. You can go one day without sugar one day. So day one comes and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it again today. I do the same thing. So I do it every single day. I tell myself for like the first like three days, okay, no refined sugar. Then I will tell myself, okay, now I've got to look at the other foods that I'm eating that have sugar in them. Okay. There are fruits and vegetables that are super high in sugars, like bananas. Yes, they're high in potassium, but they're super high in sugar. And there's a lot of other eating vegetables that are really high in sugar as well. So I'll start by eliminating those one at a time. And you should also eliminate carbs. Carbs turn into sugar many a time. Pasta. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good thing. I don't actually eat um, processed carbs. So that's a really good reminder because I would not have thought about that, Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, carbs, like car, I, I'm a firm believer in not having a carb-free diet. I don't actually believe in that. You might work for you. I don't believe in it personally, but to eliminate for a short period of time. Yes, absolutely. And then I you feel, guys- I feel balance is important. It's not that you eliminate. At the end of the day, it's all about Agreed. a small portion and balance. Agreed. Everything is all about balance. 100%. Well, and you said something key there, Linnea. It's not carbs. It's processed carbs. Processed carbs. Right. Yeah. Bread, pasta, which is my favorite, but yeah. Yeah. I've actually found this awesome. So uh, Kroger, it's called Fred Meyer around here. I don't know whoever, who else has Fred Meyer, but they have this, I haven't found it anywhere else. I don't know. You can find it on Amazon, but they have a, it's called um, Miracle Noodle. I'm sure that other stores have it. I have tried those. It's, what is it? Um, Is it, I want to say cognac, but that's an alcohol. I don't know how you say it. It's a... I don't know. Anyway, it's a noodle. I think it's Kojak. Thank you. Thank you, Danella. <laughs> but it's like they have Kojak noodles. And I got to tell you, like I have started using those to substitute. They have a rice, a rice. a And that's another thing uh, when you want to detoxify is you got to detoxify rice, which is very hard for me because I am Asian and I grew up eating rice at every meal. And uh, I'll tell you what, rice is so high in sugar. So high. But anyway, so I started substituting my pasta with that miracle noodle, and that's been awesome. And it fills me up. And there we go. Rice and um, Katrina, you're saying tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. God, I love what's that. What's that miracle noodle made out of? But Danella, what's it called? No, what's it made out of? Yeah, Danella knows. It's called Kojak. And if I remember, I can't remember if it's either, I can't remember. There's one that I've had before that's a seaweed. I can't remember if it's that or it's a root veg. It's like a root vegetable, but I can't remember which one it is. Okay, I'm going to show it to you guys right now. I'm going to pull. I'm going to share a screenshot. I'll put it in my screen. Oh, it's unavailable on Fred Meyer, but it's probably available on Amazon. Oh, it's shirataki is what it is. Thank you. Okay, you guys, here it is. I'm going to tell you this is awesome. Like. They have like ramen noodles. Here you go. I'm gonna put this in here. If you guys want to, if you want to get rid of pasta, substitute with miracle noodle because I I freaking love pasta. I don't like the way it makes me feel bloated afterward, but <laughs> I like the taste of it going down. 
Um, so in the my- past, um, I was like a year and a half on a keto diet. And for me, it was about how, to, because keto is all about not eating carbs, right? So I just learned that you have to find substitutes. And um, the most natural uh, sweetener is erythritol. And they literally sell it um, everywhere. And it's like a stevia, but stevia has like an aftertaste. So you can bake with the erythritol and a lot of people who are actually diabetic, you know, um, they they use that you still can bake and eat it's still sweet <laughs> but um so you can look for that as well i believe it so, does not increase your um you know insulin yeah so if we're talking about um a really good diet if you all watch my instagram live the other day i went off on the diet industry but um, <laughs> sorry, i'm not going to do that here i just went off on the diet industry but there is a really good book out there that i that has been proven for me and i like recommended to so many people it's called the blood type diet because you know if you if you haven't heard of it i would check it out called the blood type diet because like my body i am a i'm an a positive it's really easy for me to remember i'm a positive person i'm also very type a so it's very easy for me to remember my blood type i was like it's genetic it is genetic that i am a type a by the way um anyway so but for me uh, i do better with a pescatarian diet so as much as i love steak I don't get, I freaking love steak. I love like a big old piece of meat, but, um, uh, as much as I love steak, I do way better with vegetarian, but with a vegetarian diet and my body definitely tells can definitely tell. So check out that book. If you're looking at like ton, different ways to like take care of your intake, because let's go back to tip number one for stress management. Be careful what you put in your body will like have a hard time digesting food. If you're stressed out, your body will maybe want to digest food too much. And you'll be on the toilet all the time. If you're stressed out like your body will react to stress. So the number one way to start like taking care of that is to be really conscientious of what you're inputting. And that, and when I used to coach on this, um, I would tell people, so the way to figure out a lot of times we turn to these things, the caffeine, the sugars, alcohol, other things that, might be uh, addictive is um, they're based on our triggers. And so get really good at identifying your triggers. Uh, When I, 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds and um, I got into fitness modeling and all kinds of things. And people always ask me how that happened. And I gotten really good at uh, defining my triggers and to the point to where I could go, okay, what, email just came in, who just called me, what commercial did I just see on uh, on TV? Uh, what bill just came in the mail that I couldn't pay? What, what just happened that now all of a sudden I want a pie to ice cream? Um, and then I would journal about it, but I would journal about it the way it was going in my head. So if in my head, I was like, F this, that's exactly how I would write it down. And I would get all the energy associated with that trigger out on paper. And just the couple seconds that it would take me to do that with enough time to shift my mind from going towards whatever that trigger thing I was going to go towards um, that I know I didn't want to put in my butt. Yeah, I love that. Okay, this is definitely not a regular agent power huddle. I know this is a little bit more of a personal conversation, but you know, I really believe that the better you can take care of your person, the better you're going to be able to take care of your clients, the better your business is going to be, the more money you're going to make and the better everyone else around you is going to feel. 
Like I literally, like my mission in life, my mission in life is to leave a lasting positive impact on the lives of others. It took me 30 years, 35 years to really understand what my purpose in life was. Now that I know what my purpose in life is, it really helps me understand myself better so I can actually be able to fulfill my purpose. So thank you. Are there any other questions or uh thanks um okay real quick uh yeah i said pescatarian pescatarian is seafood fish and seafood so i i tend to eat a lot of fish just because i like the flavor of it my body digests it way better and i don't feel bloated that's like really important to me if i feel bloated i don't i'm not happy at all so okay everybody thank you so much i hope you have a wonderful uh weekend go out and take care of yourselves and take care of your clients If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.